Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 on IG4 or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Oludemilade Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list. The movie adaptation of another Stephen King book, The Green Mile. The Green Mile was released December 10th, 1999, and stars Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, and Bonnie Hunt. But before we start teaching the mouse uh, some circus tricks, how's your week been? Pretty good, pretty good. I uh, I saw the Harry Potter play yesterday. Oh, yeah? And it was fascinating. It's the second time I've seen the show. They they condensed two two hour plays essentially into one now. Okay. Um, and they cut a lot of stuff that I didn't remember. So I guess that's good. But it just makes the story more obviously stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like like the show is cool, very cool stage effects and sets and and all that. Like the 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 foundation is there to be great, but the story is just stupid but anyway it, it wasn't entertaining that at, at the theater so yeah how, how was your week yeah the interesting thing is i was just talking to uh i was just talking to my wife about that this morning and uh they were having i saw a story about how they were having uh, some problems on the set of the she-hulk show and uh how some of the actors feel like some of the things they're doing are stupid and I was just saying, you know, when you really think about it, the whole Marvel universe is just really dumb. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> you can't imagine, like, this thespian actor, Benedict Cumberbatch, just swinging his arms in the air, doing all sorts of tricks. Uh, and that makes up for a significant portion of his role. Um, this guys <laughs> have been trained in crying on cue, acting emotional, digging into themselves. And all they do now is just roll their hands in the air act like they're web slinging or just straighten their arm and make it look like they're flying. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very weird. Right. Yeah. I, I, it dawned on me at some point where, you know, where it's, I saw the three, five, five with uh, Jessica Chastain where I'm like, she's a good actress. Like she's, you know, but why is she in the movie? This is not, that is not that good. But then it dawned on me. It's like, it's about making the thing. It's not about, seeing the thing for actors mm. right and like they're in it for the for the process of making it i think um like they create but then once they're done filming like they kind of don't care they do yeah. the press tour but it's not like they watch the movie right it's it's not interesting once you've done it very much like authors probably don't read their book right so um so i guess then it goes down to does this project sound interesting can i do like interesting things right so so tom cruise is a good good example where it's like he he now has the power to inform that he can do skydiving and he can mm -hmm. fly jets and he can go to space or whatever right um and i i feel like he's picking those projects because that sounds like fun right? and he can he can demand like doing these things now um, because of his power but then for the benedict cumberbatches of the world like i think it's always a fine balance of making a lot of money which arguably you probably do for the marvel movies mm -hmm. and um kind of interesting 
skills you learn on set, I guess, right? And I feel like somebody like Cumberbatch uh, strikes an interesting balance with like very hard plays that he did and and like more you know more meaty roles as an actor and then kind of the fluffy action stuff with the marvel universe that seemed to be fun and seemed to pay really well right so it's mm. like like um i read an interview with michael kane i think who also has been in a fair share of bad movies but he said well you know those movies paid for my house <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and i think that's that's a fair thing right like yeah i, I don't know it's uh, yeah there's a balance in everything yeah 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 but you know would i think it's interesting to stand in front of a blue screen and or green screen and you know twirl your hands around i don't know probably probably not it's probably harder to do your thing right because it's it's hard to imagine what what's going on mm. but anyway these are problems of millionaires i know um, Still trying to figure out why rent is so expensive in goddamn Oakland. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry, I cursed there. Uh, we'll take that out. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, rent is way too went too high, went way too crazy. Uh, well. All right. Anyway, um, should we? Green Mile. <laughs> should we? Should we? Uh, let's hear a synopsis first. Yeah, let's hear a synopsis. Paul Edgecombe walked the mile with a variety of cons. He had never encountered someone like John Coffey, a massive black man convicted of brutally killing a pair of young sisters. Coffey had the size and strength to kill anyone, but not the demeanor. Beyond his simple, naive nature and the deathly fear of the dark, Coffey seemed to possess a prodigious supernatural gift. Paul began to question whether Coffey was truly guilty of murdering the two girls. And we're back. All right. Let's let's get the show on the road and flip a coin. All right. I'm going to go with heads. As usual. Heads. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to argue against this film. Oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, then uh, you have the floor, sir. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and the wonderful listeners of this wonderful podcast. This movie is a modest movie where all the characters, all the characters don't have much nuance attached. The bad guys are the bad guys. The good guys are the good guys. Um, and everything is on the nose. It's a very straight edge movie um, where you're forced to reconcile with what the director thinks is the moral of the story. Um, but I think it fails to actually capture what the story is trying to do. Um, the last few minutes when the guy says he's punished with long life, for being the one who kills an innocent angel. It's very disturbing um, because he's been punished for the actions of others. Um, and I don't think that it makes any sense how the whole story plays out for you to take that as the main point of this film. Um, I think 
that's basically what I'm going to start with for now. Okay. Um, your honor, audience. Uh, the Green Mile is, at its core, telling us a story about capital punishment and um, ways to do it, in air quotes, humanely and inhumanely. And it's it's asking a lot of questions of, uh, you know, uh, are we as a society doing the right thing by by punishing people with with their lives um, for something they did or didn't do? You know, uh, I, I feel like we we get arguments for and against it, uh, even though the the people that are really evil, um, as displayed in the story, so the the Sam Rockwell uh, character. I think it's Sam Rockwell, right? Yes, um, he is arguably evil, um, but doesn't doesn't get his uh, sanctioned punishment in a way. So, so I, f I feel like there there may be morality issues there. But um, so this movie is ultimately kind of about that, and and we're trying to to grapple with the fact. Um, of, of having really uncomfortable scenes of um, uh, people uh, being killed by electrocution. Um, on a further level, it's about uh, how to see people um, that are on death row as humans and treat them with respect and uh, with humanity um, as much as possible because we understand uh, the situation they're in. And then it's also about uh, not just um, condemning people that are in death row because they're in death row, but um, you know the bigger picture is also about wrongly conviction, and you could argue racism is is a big factor in that. You know, so so it's kind of a, a multi-layered onion with uh, complex issues uh, that we get to unfold in the movie that is three plus hours long. So I'm going to push back and talk about how long this movie is um, and how the fact that we have a three-hour-long movie that doesn't answer any of the questions it sets out to ask. We're talking about the fact that this movie is about capital punishment, um, and this movie sets out pros and cons of capital punishment, but it never gives us a definitive answer. And we sit down for three hours watching all these people deliberate on whether capital punishment is good or bad. Um, and I think the case for is we see terrifically evil people being punished. And we see innocent people being punished. And then we see people who have become someone totally different from when they committed the crime being punished for a crime that they did a long time ago. So this is the argument. But at the end of the film, we don't get a definitive answer. It's two movies too long for us not to get a definitive answer on what the the, the director is trying to tell us here. Um, so it's all on us to try to determine everything. And I feel like if that was the case, we could have removed reduced the time for this film significantly cut an hour from this film, remove some of the nuances involved. One of the things that I mentioned in my initial preview was that all the actors did a modest job. I don't think that Tom Hanks broke a sweat playing this character. 
I don't think any actor in this film broke a sweat playing this film. There's no, there was no complexity to this film. Um, you know, we we had to deal with characters who, I mean, it was an awkward choice to say the least. Uh, to choose uh, urinary tract infection as the main uh, issue going on with the protagonist. Um, but I think it may, that's the only thing that was interesting about the character. All the other characters were more interesting than, you know, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, and it made you wonder, would it have been more interesting to watch the lives of the characters played uh, by Sam Rockwell or the character played by uh, the totally insane uh, prison warden. It's the main characters just let the movie happen to them. Um, and the ones who actually influenced the movies are not particularly uh, good. So we have a movie that is going on without a lot of urgency. Um, and I feel like we could have cut out a lot of those stuff from the film uh, to add more urgency to what they're trying to say. And I think that the fact also that the movie does not answer a lot of the questions it set out to do is not a good sign. Um, so I think this movie could have been shorter. Uh, I think it's a, it's a movie that takes its time. I agree with that. Um, but I think if, if you know if we have a movie that talks about uh, good versus evil versus in the middle of the road versus you know uh, like all, all of these kind of combined and we we are exploring uh, kind of like that that meme chart of like chaotic evil and you know chaotic good and whatever um, like we have characters on on that chart and and like on multiple spectrums and that informs. Um, like that, that is trying to tell or to, to help us kind of figure out, you know, is everybody that's on death row, um, evil and, uh, we learn that's not the case. People can learn and, you know, grow. Um, but then we also have the other side of, of the guards where we have very, um, respectful and, and kind of empathetic guards and then we have the evil manifestations there so so it's it is a complex tale of um kind of playing with your with your preconceptions i guess right you you kind of assume the guards are the good and the, the inmates are the bad but as with everything, you know, it's it's gray. There's a lot of gray in between. Um, just because you're 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 placed in a specific role doesn't mean that you, you know, are black or white. Um, in that, so I think that's that's an interesting conversation starter for for all of us to figure out, you know, how how we see the world and then kind of dissect that. And uh, I think it's good this movie is taking its time to to explore this world and and tell us a little bit about all of these uh, people because I think it's uh, important to uh, get a little more background to start the conversation. Yeah, I, 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 
I want to also talk about some of the simplistic characters in this film. I think I've brought it up a few times now. The character played by James Kofi, John Kofi, um, who is an angel, by the way, uh, and doesn't ring true to anybody in jail. I mean, they see this miraculous thing happening and they don't for one moment go, whoa, what is, I mean, it, it just feels very weird to watch the guy we have an idea of what angels are. And this movie brings us a totally um, weird take on it because the angel is tired of dealing with man's struggle to control its urges. It wants to kill itself. So it accepts the crime and does the, 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 goes through the procedure of, of killing itself. Um, but I, I also feel like the way they they portrayed, um, the portrayed J John Kofi, plays to all the stereotypes uh, of basically people of color at that particular point. He towers over everyone. He goes around doing all sorts of negative things to you know kids and women. It it, it just plays to all the stereotypes and then it says all right you've seen all the stereotypes everybody's scared of him he's big he's strong all of that and now yo he's innocent deal with it um it just feels so simplistic and then the character doesn't even he doesn't seem like he's very intelligent um uh he talks in very simplistic ways uh and i i think it does a lot of disservice to the whole character that they make this character i don't know it just felt wrong it felt wrong i wish they had the guts to put in a more coherent character somebody who had a lot more going on um a lot more conversations about his innocence a lot more um, nuance added to this character. So basically, they just bring this guy who is big and strong, who looks innocent, and uh, basically, we're supposed to play on that uh, physicality as a means to gauge our own level of racism. I don't think that was very effective. Um, but that's just my, that's just another point I wanted to make. So I think that, but, but that's part of the onion that I mentioned, right? That's, um, it's set in Louisiana in the thirties, if I recall correctly. And so, so, so that's a part that within the story that's, it's setting up the, you know, oh, the, the big black guy is, is evil, right? Um, so, so the, the racism um in in the world that is presented and that's kind of alluding to, to to reality obviously right but even though it's a very fantastic movie because we're talking about angels and then you know spiritual awakenings and, and whatnot um but then like you said it's also bringing up um so it's interesting right so so it, it's it's showing a, a a very different time period um where a lot of rights were not 
there yet for for the black populace in in the states right uh, this movie was done was made in the 90s where arguably it's it's started to to have the conversation we started to have the conversation we have the conversation about uh, capital punishment and the the humane um ways around it and you know again kind of movies are a thing of the time they're the mate right so so it, it's kind of taking a stance on that um and then the the other layer is that we um we are confronted with our own biases i guess right um where oh this big big black dude you know did a did a bad thing oh my god right um and and i guess as an audience we're supposed to be confronted with that and and you know we we have a gotcha um you know he wasn't really bad but but we make you think he did uh, even though i don't think it's very subtle that he didn't do it i think it's very clear from the beginning that he's this gentle soul that um that most likely didn't do it um because we have the the exact um opposite where we have the rockwell character act like he's innocent in a way but then does a 180 and, and attacks the guards right so so we, we we see on display we see the 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 pure innocence and the faint innocence and um, how that plays out so it i think uh if you want to critique this movie that, that's one of the points where um we're supposed to be confronted with our own biases but it is very clear that he didn't do it so um that's not fulfilled in a way um so it's not necessarily successful in that point that said i do think you know there, there's complexities and, and multiple layers to peel back um in regards to racism in regards to capital punishment in regards of, of you know the the um fantastical elements of it uh in regards to good and evil um which i i think is the reason why this movie is, is good you know you know what would have made this movie better removing the the all the elements of swallowing um diseases and spitting out i don't know suit um and making it a a, a commentary on why um why the capital uh, capital punishment is not a good way to solve issues. What if you had a movie where after the character that John, Tom Hanks plays goes to speak to the lawyer, they say, hey, we really need to look into this case. Maybe there's some things that are going wrong. And they actually try to solve that case. Like, why was he there? Why was he? Basically, this was an open and shut case from the very beginning. Um, and I think this movie would have benefited from actually looking at it from this, from the legal perspective. But if that happened, it would have been a movie by John. It would have been a book written by John Grisham, which ended up being a little bit more interesting. It could have been the Pelican Grief, the the Firm, or one of those John Grisham books where you actually have nuances discussed. All the nuances are immediately removed when you have somebody who can inconsequ- who can make everything inconsequential. We see the rat die. He takes the rat, kisses it. The rat comes to life. What's the consequence? Nothing. You know, we see this guy could have healed himself. He could have healed everybody. It could have been a situation where 
Oh, another thing we should probably talk about was how underwhelming everybody was reacting to the fact that there was an angel in a cell. An angel in a cell. Your cell. And the only thing we get was him going to speak to somebody and taking care cancer away. And all he got for that punishment was a necklace, which he wore during his execution. So I guess he goes back to God with that. Um, I don't know. I think that the movies, you know, I'm going to pull back a little and say, like, the movie's entertaining for what it is, right? But I don't think that this movie has any of the complexities and nuances for you to actually consider it to be a really good movie as high as it is in the IMDb top 20 list. I mean, this movie is better than Casablanca, according to this list. And I think there's a lot more nuance in that film than this one. Uh, I think this movie is appropriately rated. You know, it's, is it as good as Shawshank Redemption? No. But um, is, it, is, is it worse than Saving Private Ryan? Yes, um, you know. So I, I think it's, 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 it's a good place on the list. Um, we're supposed to, to think about these bigger issues and our, you know, then there's a sprinkle of um, fantastic element in it. Um, that's making it more interesting for everybody involved. So, yeah, I think uh, this movie deserves to be on the list. I'm going to put you on the, on the stand here, and I'm going to ask you, is this movie better than Interstellar? Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a lot of good movies that this, this movie is higher than. Gladiator. Um, Casablanca, man. Casablanca is number 42. Grave of the Fireflies. Rare Window. Rare Window. Oh, man. I... I the movie doesn't have enough nuance to be this high on the list. I would take a movie like Memento over this. Um short and sweet but it does something very interesting. Um but this movie doesn't do anything particularly interesting. It's a very simplistic story. It doesn't um it doesn't stretch the actors in any way. Um, and it's three hours long and doesn't answer any questions whatsoever. So I think I think my point has been made, honestly. Oh, well, I guess uh, we should go into general, general discussion. discussions. Oh, the sidebar. I thought about that the other day. It's the sidebar. Oh, sidebar. Oh, Duh. <laughs> Let's go to the sidebar. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. Sidebar time. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I agree with a lot of points that you made. Um, I was really frustrated with this movie because what I completely forgot about this movie is that it has the uh, Saving Private Ryan flashback um, storytelling device. And that's an easy way to cut a good half hour of this movie out this Mm. movie doesn't need the flashback storytelling device it is very like when when we went into it 
Um, and and we, you know, had the old old Tom Hanks start like, oh, remember I remember working on Death Row, blah 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 blah. It was this year, the year of John Coffin. Um, and by the way, I had a massive uh, UTI. I was like, okay, so we're doing this this backflash thing just because it is okay for old people to to talk about their their maladies, and it's, it's such an old people thing to be like, oh, I was so sick, like I had a, you know, so so it's kind of an elegant way to to bring that into the story. But then we see Tom Hanks, you know, say it hurts to piss, and I'm like. So why do we do the flashback thing? I have no idea. And, and even the end, like the, oh, he's living until forever. I don't think we need that. I don't think anybody needs that added fantastical element to it. Um, I think your interpretation of it's his ultimate punishment for, for that is an interesting one. I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah i don't i don't know it's a good it's an interesting thought um because you would think that's kind of a positive thing but then it's also yeah i don't know there's a lot of this movie is super cheesy too but but i'll let you talk (laughs) yeah i I think like you know i think that like you said like you said if they cut out that first the the first part of that film that the old man was inconsequential to the story I think that the mo- the story would have been better if it just started off straight in the prison, yeah, um, and ended at the very end, while you know after the the all the stories occurred, all this extra stuff about living a longer life because you're punished for killing an angel. It all does seem very very funky, and I don't like where that is going because he had no choice but to do his job he wasn't the one who condemned the man to death um and it's very weird to see that as a punishment uh but yeah that's it, it just i i don't know i maybe studios got involved but i think that yeah it was it was horrible um and it just took me away from the film because i was like wait what is this about again uh this old man had to go sit down with this woman and tell him about how couldn't pee i wonder how he told her about the fact that he couldn't you know satisfy his wife until the angel grabbed his balls uh they're they're so on about that in the movie too where it's like oh yeah wink wink you helped me and the wife is 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 you know was happy wink wink um they do that multiple times and then she does it too when they have the picnic with the with the other guards who's like oh yeah you know wink wink and it's like (laughs) oh jesus like um yeah yeah it's and that's it's so cheesy that that's the problem and and i think you alluded to that i I mean i'm reading into what you're saying but um i think part of the superficiality of this is very cheesy um you know, when when I wrote the the intro for this movie, it's it's like, were there any female actors in this? Yes, they were the wives. Um, they don't have any agency in this, other than saying, "Oh man, my my husband 
you know, really railed me <laughs> like multiple <laughs> times. And it's like, oh, this is not great. And sorry for the audience. But, you know, but that's what's happening here, right? Like she, neither of the women have really any anything to say um, that isn't worshiping their husbands, which is kind of, yep. ugh, that's not great. Um, you know, and then then this is a supernatural movie, but it's also... I I think the good versus evil is so so sloppy, sloppy and cliche. Yeah, it's yeah. so cliche. The bad guy was just bad. Oh, killing animals, doing all sorts of bad things. What bad thing can we make you do this time? What bad thing? Everybody, there was no like redeeming quality to him. Um no. All know. the good guys were just good, good all the time gentle guy i just want to play with my rats um and there was no nuance whatsoever the hard guys with the hard guys there was no like oh in a three hour long film you would at least want there to be nuances um in some of the characters um an example would be the lord of the rings you know it's very weird that's another fantastical film but you saw character growth in almost all the characters as you watch the film you saw nuances you saw decisions they made. This movie, the main characters have no urgency. Things happen around them and to them, um, and they react to that uh, entirely. So and uh, it's not inherently wrong to have a situation like that, but it takes away the agency of the film. And the fact that the movie is three hours long, when you have a three-hour-long film with no agency whatsoever, it just drags. Yeah. And, and you bring up a, a good point. There's not many characters in this that grow or we, we, we have any character information about them. Um, mainly the staff at the prison. Like none of them are really fleshed out. The um like the, the colleagues that work on the Green Mile, right? We only have Tom Hanks as the 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 good and the leader of it, the humane death row head person uh and then we have percy i think was his name um as the as the super bad and that's it like all the other people are just there and they don't really do anything um we, we don't learn anything about them and we don't learn how the story affected them if at all and like i said they don't even question like all the fantastical things that happen and they're just, they're okay with it. And it's not, not a moment of, wait a minute, what is going on here? Like it's more of a, Oh wow. Okay. I see the light now. And it's you know, like I said, it's sloppy. It's very sloppy and very cheesy and, and not very good. So, yeah, I was saying like, it's very interesting that uh, the character of, you know, Doug Hutchinson became like his villain self in the in the movie. Uh, oh, let's just cut that part out. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think like what you said were about the the prison guards, um, being um, unable to make anything happen unless it happens to them, is a strong point, and I think it's also the main reason why this film. Um, doesn't see it as highly um, 
on this on the list as I, I I think it is. I don't. I think that the movie, the story is good, but I think that the nuances, the fact that the story doesn't do a lot with all the actors involved, and they're relying too much on the story of the angel, you know, is makes this movie not as good as as way it is. And I can think of many films that would be better placed um, than this one uh, on the list. And one of them would be Everything is Everywhere All at Once. You know, I think it's, yeah, uh, that movie is a movie of nuance. This movie has no nuance. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a relatively simple movie and I don't know how much, I, how much we can divulge or say about this film. Uh, it's a very straightforward film, uh, and I don't think it answers anything. Like, if there was a situation where it answered a question or two, then we could say, hey, let's look at the question and try to, you know, did the director do a good job of answering this question or not? Um, but everything is left to the open. We have bad inmates who are uh, given capital punishments. And we have prison guards who are worse than the inmates who get away with it. Um, so what is the case for capital punishment in this? There's no case. It's just like humans are bad. Some people suffer the consequences, even if they don't deserve it. Some people suffer the consequences if they deserve it. And some people get away with it. So there's no solution to the problem. It's just stating the problem again. And I don't know what you can get from that. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, right? Like the the Percy character gets away with a horrible thing because he's in power, right? And and he has connections. Um and yeah, there's no like in my, in my arguments I say you know, there's there's lots of layers on and and all that. Um I think ultimately that that is really not the case because like I said there's no Nothing changes. The capital punishment is still around. Um, Tom Hanks is alive and, and lives forever. Uh, the mouse is alive and lives forever. And the movie doesn't take a stance in either direction. I think that's that's one of the problems. Um, and that's why it's so cheesy and so fluff. Um, because we don't get a real opinion we we make our own opinion of okay you know electric chair with wet sponge not great but works uh, electric chair without wet sponge terrible <laughs> very very bad um but there are no consequences for that right there there are no consequences for uh killing that person in a brutal way like the the consequences you pack your stuff and work somewhere else um that was the first thing and then you know they figure out a way to 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 punish him um by putting him in a mental institution and it's but but the that consequence wouldn't have happened without the angel interfering right mm. and it's like okay so so nothing changes really nothing really changes and and that's that's odd for a movie that is three hours long yeah and like like the, the little excursion to the 
to the uh, warden's wife. I find it hard to believe that he would have be like, you know, if in a in a real scenario that is like, what the hell are you doing? Like all of you fired, <laughs> right? Like I'm calling the cops. <laughs> like not just like, well, wait, 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 something great is going to happen, but watch, right? Um, yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Um, I had good memories of this movie. I remember seeing it in the theaters, but watching it again. I was left severely unimpressed. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you again, does this movie deserve to be where it's at on the list? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least we agree on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it feels like it, you know, that there was the, the end of the nineties where Tom Hanks's uh, movie flashback movie era Right, because it's uh, uh, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan, this one. I wonder if there's another one where he's playing roles that are ultimately, you know, told via flashback. Even though I understand in Saving Private Ryan, it's not um, his flashback. It's really, but it's, it's basically his flashback. It's, it's basically his flashback, even though it's like we're. It doesn't make any sense in that movie, right. but. You know, so I, 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 I'm just tired of that uh, framing device, the, mm. the the narration device, um, and I, I wonder if that's just a thing of the '90s um, because there's not many movies that do it these days. There's there's many movies that do um, that bring us in the middle of the movie, and yep. then we we go back and then lead up to to that mm. now, but it's it's not the Oh, remember when I was young and uh, had a UTI? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guy didn't—he didn't let anything go, man. Anyway, and 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 that's also—you go to a doctor when you have a UTI, like that—that—that that, that stuff is no fun. Yeah. So, so just it makes no sense to endure the pain and and and, and you know so. Uh, questionable character choices there too but yeah <laughs> but yeah so but uh, it also it also goes to the point where i'm saying like he lets things happen to him he has a uti he takes no action he lets the angel solve the problem he there's no urgency at all to his character um and i don't know i mean I was watching that going, go and see a doctor man go and see a doctor you know so it just it feels like it feels like if this movie if you had gone to see a doctor if you had taken the urgency to go see a doctor it would probably have solved the problem so there would have been no need for the escalation with the other um, officers when the character of Sam Rockwell comes into the prison he would have been able to deal with that um and uh, the angel wouldn't have grabbed his balls and solved this problem and spit suit everywhere in the uh, in the prison um, it's, the movie is just so on the nose, and the green mile was because of the green tiles on the floor that takes you to where you're going to be. It's just so on the nose, on the nose. Yeah. All right. I, oh, I, no, 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 just real quick. The 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 thing that I th also thought was very dumb was the rehearsals that they did with the. I don't even know what his function was in the prison. Uh, the I guess an inmate too that always kind of talked through what they were doing. Yeah. And and the charade they do with every like with the people that were supposed to be 
uh, executed uh, a day later, like mm. to get them out to do the rehearsals. It's like the other people were still there, so everybody knows that this knows is going on. Yeah. So why do you? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it just feels very fabricated, and you can tell. Like I said, you can tell the setups, which yeah. makes it very clunky. You know, the the UTI thing. I felt that was very obvious. Of like, remember when I was young, and um, but completely unnecessary. The the mouse going back into that um, that that dark uh, cell, uh, and then they unpack it, and then they pack it back, and then Percy gets to do it again as as punishment, and then he ends up there. You know, it's all a setup for like ultimately somebody will be punished in that thing. Yeah. Um. And it, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it feels very clunky. It kind of has me lose. A lot of respect for Stephen King too, because I think a lot of that is his writing. That's just not very good. But I heard that the book was a lot better than the than the movie. Even the character of Percy was different in the books. This may be just an interpretation hmm. of how the director goes with it. So I think that this may be a situation where the director doesn't do justice to the book. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's next on the list? Star Wars. Yes, I think it's the original Star Wars film. And then after that, we have Interstellar. So we're going to space. Back to back to space. You know, I think at some point in this film, list, you were in space for like three films in a row. Was it Star Wars? Oh, no, not necessarily. Um, maybe I was having a personal space film. Uh, but well, after that, it's going to be Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which I think is an excellent film um, and should probably be higher than this movie that we just watched. Um, but it seems like we have three great movies to talk about. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to that. And of course, Spirited Away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on at MovieMistrial. Or they can contact us on email at contact at moviemistrella.com. All right. It was good chatting with you, and I hope the audience enjoys this episode. Yep. Sounds good. Give All us right. a thumbs up if you do. Okay. Cool. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>